Welcome to the Does It Work podcast by Biomarker Labs, where you can find wellness without the woo. There's an alligator coming down. All right. So today I am joined by um, Ben Chopskin, founder of the Sleep Sherpa, and we're going to talk about sleep and then uh, focus specifically on mattresses. So thank you so much for joining me, Ben. Um, I was reading that in your mid-30s, you went through a period where you're only getting a few hours of sleep a night. And I was wondering uh, how that affected your life, what that felt like for you. Yeah, well, th- thanks for having me, Kathy. I'm, I'm happy to share. Um, yeah, so about my mid-30s, probably 36, 37, uh, we went through a lot of transitions. Uh, we had two new children in our life and um, a lot of moves. Uh, my mother-in-law was... Uh, had terminal cancer, so we we were moving from Minneapolis to Chicago. Uh, unfortunately, she passed away soon after we moved, and uh, that caused us to kind of be in two places at once. And ultimately, we moved back to Minneapolis. And uh, all along the way, we kept buying new mattresses because neither of us were getting the sleep we needed. And um, you know, to blame it on a mattress maybe is a little bit of a scapegoat, but we for sure were sleep deprived, so much so that um, I had to go see a doctor. Um, It was affecting my mental health. And so I went to see a psychiatrist. And uh, fortunately, I was teamed up with a psychiatrist who had expertise in sleep, in sleep medicine. So uh, the first question he asked me was, how many hours of sleep do you get a night? And I said, about three to four. And uh, that pretty much, got to the root of the issue where obviously I wasn't getting the sleep I needed. Um, my brain was suffering because of that. Um, I was prescribed some prescription sleep medication, which uh, I, I used for about three weeks until I was able to establish more healthy sleep habits. Uh, but that really got me on the right track. And that really um, set the framework for the website sleepsherpa.com for me to uh, create a site that uh, really was uh, more about self-edification on um, what tools are available for people to get better sleep short of having to go to a doctor's office, short of um, having some sort of a crisis. So, so that, that's kind of how everything started. And did you see any other medical professionals before you saw the psychiatrist? Um, I did. You know, it, um, you know the, the healthcare system in the United States is such that usually things kind of have to escalate before you see a specialist. And, um, you know, nobody was really able to, to get to that. So by being persistent, I was able to get teamed up with the right professional. And do you think that sleeping pills were necessary for you? Or was that just kind of what kind of got you started in um, getting better sleep? You know, I, I think um, sleeping pills have their place. Um, just like if, uh, you know, you... Uh, broke a leg and you're in extreme pain, maybe you need a painkiller. Obviously you don't wanna be dependent on those, um, but it it addressed that situation in time until I was able to uh, find the tools and resources that allowed me to get better sleep on my own. Great. I feel like mattresses don't come up a whole lot when we talk about insomnia. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you find the same thing to be true? I do. And, you know, I I think because um, the medical community has their own definition and they don't necessarily look to 
um, all the ancillary products outside of say pharmaceuticals or, or medical devices. Um, you know, mattresses, you know, very generally speaking, are classified as furniture, uh, but we know that there's so much more than that. And when you spend a third of your life on this quote unquote piece of furniture, you really want to make sure you're investing in the right product and you want to invest in something that's going to um, address any pain you might have, any discomfort you might have, so you get quality uninterrupted sleep. Uh, we know that if you are frequently waking up over the course of the night because of soreness, uh, maybe your back isn't aligned properly, you're not allowed to get into that deep sleep phase, which is the most restorative part of sleep. And really, at the end of the day, most simply put, um, that is, that's what is really kind of cleaning up your brain and allowing your brain to kind of defragment is, is if you were to think of it as a computer, it's going through a de defragmentation process where um, you can be your best the next day. So if I'm feeling like I'm not getting enough sleep, either I don't sleep long enough or my sleep doesn't feel restorative, like I wake up the next morning and I don't feel well rested, when should I look at my mattress as, the, as a culprit? Yeah, so what I find is, um, you know, having, having spoken to consumers for the past three years about sleep and mattresses, your body will tell you, but it, um, you know, it, it's kind of a slow buildup. So it's not gonna be overnight, oh man, I need a new mattress. Um, usually what people will do is they'll sleep on a mattress till they absolutely can't take it anymore. So. You know, I think of uh, stone slowly put on a scale and eventually that scale is going to tip in one direction. Um, what I would like to see is people becoming more aware of their body and um, identifying how their mattress feels and, and, and the kind of sleep they're getting, being, being more self-aware of their sleep. Because I, if they were, I think people would be replacing their mattress, mattresses more frequently, but also getting better quality sleep. Yeah, so what are some tips for becoming more sleep, sleep self-aware? Yeah, so you know, there, there's a lot of tech around sleep right now. Sleep is a very hot category in Silicon Valley. It's a very hot category in the medical community. Um, and I think what's happening is that, uh, you know, historically sleep has just been kind of a boring idea. Um, it, it hasn't very been explored as much, but um, now I think the science is coming out on just how important that is. Uh, you know, you even see with the professional athletes now, um, they have their own personal sleep coaches. Uh, they are outfitted with custom mattresses, with sheets, uh, all of these products, because they know now that getting quality sleep is going to give them an edge. So it's, but that's not only for athletes, that's for parents, that's for college students, anybody that wants to be their best the next day. It all starts with the quality sleep. Yeah, absolutely. I guess what I'm asking though is like how, you know, if I am not well rested and I have aches and pains, you know, how do I tune in to my body to know that this may be mattress related? Are there, you know, biomarkers? You talked about tech, like I, for instance, where the uh, Vivo Sport, the Garmin Vivo Sport, which tells me about my uh, sleep quality and quantity, so how mm -hmm. much deep sleep I'm getting. Of course, there's questions about how accurate that is. So, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, do you recommend sleep trackers? Um, are there any that you particularly recommend? And then, you know, just because my sleep tracker says I'm not getting deep sleep, that doesn't mean my mattress needs to be replaced. So just trying to get into the nitty gritty of like, you know, how people at home right now can start figuring out, you know, whether they need to replace their mattress. Yeah, so I think the sleep trackers on the market now, it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, most of the sleep trackers, things that you find on your phone, those are simply an accelerometer. So basically it's tracking movement. Um, so it's a very rudimentary way of saying, okay, well, if you move, we'll note that. Um, but if you have rest restless legs, things like that, you may be asleep, but um, your, your device may t be telling you something else. Um, some people also have anxiety around that because kind of like taking a test, now that somebody's watching me, I may have performance issues. And that's a true thing. There, there is some emerging literature out on that. So I guess what I would say is for, you know, to, to measure your sleep, um, you know, you, you will, um, if you can get a device that is very passive, so something that you can set and, and forget, um, there's things like the Bedit where it uh, goes underneath your mattress and then it'll just passively record your sleep. So after a while, you don't have to remember to set something, stop something, you'll, you'll get good data. And I really think like you're gonna have to have a pretty good sample size, probably two or three months. Some people sleep, um, I live in Minnesota, so the days are very long in the summer, very short in the winter. So I sleep, actually sleep better in the winter than summer. So there's seasonality to that too. Um, but yes, I think trackers do have their place. Just note that there are some limitations right now and they are getting better. Um, I'd also say that, um, you know, you may just want to talk to your spouse, friend, significant other, um, because if you don't sleep well, um, new study was just published a few weeks ago that um, you're actually more, you're, you're just cranky the next day. You're more agitated. So all of that flows back to quality sleep. Absolutely. Do you have any favorite um, over-the-counter sleeping pills or supplements that people should consider? Yeah, I do. Um, there's actually two, in fact. One that I use more frequently than others is called Tranquil Sleep by Natural Factors. Uh, it's a dissolvable or chewable. Um, so people that don't like to swallow pills, it's great. It actually tastes kind of good. Um, but I, I take two of those tablets. Uh, it has melatonin, L-theanine, um, and some other herbs that uh, really, melatonin is good for helping you um, get ready for sleep. Uh, it's not so good at keeping you asleep though. But for the most part, that one works pretty well for me. Uh, when there's times maybe I'm extra stressed or I'm just not getting the sleep I need, uh, there's another brand called Sleep Relief from NBI. And Sleep Relief is a biphasic supplement that has melatonin, but it also has some other natural supplements that will keep you asleep. Uh, the suggested doses for adults is one to two pills. Uh, two pills, I'm out and I'm out for easily eight hours. So I usually just go with one pill and that's potent enough. Um, Sleep Relief is, uh, is a product developed by Dr. John Neustadt, who um, is a naturopathic doctor uh, he has other certifications, and he's developed his formulations based on, uh, you know, all, all these white papers that are published on the effective dosage for each supplement for sleep. So 
there's a lot of science behind it and um it, it's kind of my go-to when I, you know, if, when I'm just not sleeping right. Great, thank you. So I wanted to get your thoughts. I don't know if you've read anything. This is kind of a new area of study on intermittent fasting and sleep, um, or if you want to speak more broadly about uh, diet and sleep and when we eat and sleep. Yeah, you know, and, and I should probably preface all of this that I, I am not a doctor, so I can't totally speak authoritatively to that. But um, again, you know, there, there has been published, I mean, there's all sorts of literature on how diet will affect anything, including sleep. Um, so I, I, I really can't speak to the intermittent fasting because that's not something that I've done. Uh, but I do know that eating right before sleep will affect your quality of sleep. And then what type of foods you're eating. If, if you're eating sugar before sleep, that has very detrimental effects. So, you know, um, just as we, we take a holistic approach to health, we also need to take a holistic approach to sleep. And um, to say, well, just take a sleeping pill, that's a cure-all, probably not true. There's, there's a number of things I think everybody needs to assess uh, with their daily behaviors to um, improve their quality of sleep. Absolutely. Um, have you looked into uh, cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia? Um, I, I, I haven't, although um, a parallel to that is meditation. Mm -hmm. and, I was going to ask um, about that next. Yeah, so, so that, that kind of dovetails. And um, I, I do meditate. And um, again, after this kind of crisis I had before starting the website, um, I, I've kind of met some really interesting people along, along the way. And uh, one of those people has developed a uh, a meditation chair that uses um, um, magnetic fields to uh, get you into a meditative state. So it's called the Soltech Lounge. And basically what you do is you're instructed to just um, fall asleep. Uh, what it'll do is it'll play some layered music for you. Um, and then it will not put you into a sleep state. It actually puts you into a meditative state. So it's really kind of like meditation for people that can't meditate. Um, and for me, it's very hard to clear my mind, almost impossible. Um, so what you do is when you kind of drift off, uh, it prevents you from going into that sleep state, but a meditative state. And I, I try and use that about two or three times a day. Uh, it has great, great effects. Um, that was actually developed by one of the co-creators of the, the Breathe Right Strip. He's a neurologist. Um, very, very intelligent person, Dr. Dan Cohen. And um, the Soltech Lounge is available for sale. There's also centers around the country where you can try it out. So I'm a very firm believer in meditation because as you know, you know, when you try and go to sleep, um, the first thing that you, you try and do is just clear your mind. If, if you're thinking about what you gotta do the next day or what you didn't do today, chances are you're not going to be going to sleep anytime soon. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what got me into the idea of uh, CBTI was the, I have, you know, the racing thoughts and the anxiety and then that mm -hmm. you associate your bed with anxiety and then you delay going. Yeah. That whole thing. Um, I haven't tried it yet, but I've been reading a lot about it. So I'm always trying to get experts opinions on it. Um, so I wanted to ask you about temperature and sleep. There's some studies indicating that temperature of your room may be as important as light for uh, getting to sleep. 
So some people like to sleep in warmer rooms, some people like to sleep in colder rooms, but essentially the evidence is that uh, a colder room is more conducive to sleep, but it needs to be not so cold that you're shivering. Mm -hmm. um, have you run any experiments or read anything interesting about temperature and sleep? Yeah, so um, yes, I, I've read in a lot of studies and you're right, you know, having, having the room below, easily below 70, probably wanted in like the uh, mid 60s is your ideal sleep temperature. Um, you know, some people would say that, well, that's too cold, but then you also want to put blankets on. And, and I can talk about weighted blankets and their effect as well. But um, yes, you do want, now, is it as important as light? I, I, I don't think so, but that that's just kind of my own experience. My bedroom, I believe in what they call sleep hygiene and quality sleep hygiene means a very dark room. Um, having a, a cool temperature, having the right mattress. I use a sound machine. Uh, I use a fan, so I have a lot of white noise as well. And that, uh, that really just conditions my body to say, hey, it's time for bed. I try and keep electronics as out, of, out of the bed as much as possible. Of course, you know, in, in the way we live, that, that's a tall order. So yes, I do have a, a cell phone, but um, most cell phones now block the blue light spectrum and that's the, the wavelength that supposedly will stimulate you to keep you awake. So if, again, if you, if you kind of take all these things and add them up, you, you will get, get better sleep, but, but just doing one in of its own may not be ideal. Sure. Yeah. So um, talk to me about the weighted blanket. I know we did an experiment here at Biomarker where um, Hannah, my colleague, tried it and she found um, she had bought one that was a little too heavy for her mm -hmm. um, and it was also very hot. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So what's your experience with the weighted blanket? Well, I, I love weighted blankets. I, I'm just naturally prone to anxiety. And so um, the idea of the, the weighted blanket, it, it kind of came out of the autism community um, because what they realized is that um, it, it, the sensory effect of just having something heavy surrounding you really calms you down. And that's why after um, car accidents, other traumatic events, first responders have these big heavy blankets because it is like someone just giving you a nice hug. Um, now, I was kind of surprised to hear that they found it too hot because most of the weighted blankets use uh, like clay or glass beads inside that don't insulate. And then there's just a, a, a thin fabric surrounding that holds the beads in. So they're designed to be breathable, not insulative. And so um, what I usually recommend is if people do sleep hot, but they want that kind of heavy feeling of being like under a big thick down blanket or comforter, then uh, the weighted blanket's a great choice. And you're right, you know, getting the weight is, is um, a little tricky. Some people want a 20 pound weighted blanket, some people may want just a 10. So once you get that figured out, I think it's just a great feeling. Wonderful. So what are some other kind of new or underrated uh, sleep cures that you think people should know more about? Well, you know, I'm, I'm always kind of uh, on, on the lookout. Uh, Philips, the company Philips that makes like the, the light bulbs in that, they, they just created a new headset that will um, look at, it, it kind of monitors your brain, I think through EEG, and it'll kind of sense when your body is going out of a deep sleep and it'll use sound to bring it back into deep sleep. It's a pretty, you know, it may be 
in its infancy, but I, th I see that kind of as the future of where things are heading. You know, we've got all of these devices, all these sophisticated computers around us. We just need to tap into our brains so that um, we're, we're using technology to um, provide that optimal sleep for us. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, I've taken up a lot of your time, so I appreciate so much you coming on. Is there anything else that uh, people should know before you leave us? Well, my pleasure. Yeah, you know, I, I would just leave it that, um, like I said, there's no silver bullet when it comes to sleep, um, but just know that uh, quality sleep is achievable and you can get better sleep in increments. So again, you know, it's as simple as just assessing your bedroom, uh, what sleep environment do you have? There's a lot of low cost solutions out there. Uh, you, if, if your first instinct is to go for a sleeping pill right away, um, I think it's fine to use sleep supplements, but um, maybe not make those a habit. Instead, look at maybe what are the root causes of, of the sleep. And, and don't be hesitant to reach out to a professional. There is a lot of great new emerging research and tools out there in sleep science that, um, you know, if you're suffering with poor sleep, I, I think there's a lot of solutions out there. Absolutely. And if you want a place to find reviews of sleep solutions, uh, Sleep Sherpa is a great website. It's got in-depth reviews of mattresses, supplements, tools, gadgets, all kinds of things. Um, so yeah, tell us where to find you online. Yeah, so if you just go to sleepsherpa.com, uh, that's our homepage. And like you said, uh, anything, everything sleep, we, we try and cover it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ben. Uh, hope to have you on again soon. Um, and thanks so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in to the Does It Work podcast by Biomarker Labs. For links, show notes, and more, check out biomarker.io slash podcast.